Hello and welcome. These conversations are all about living life with intention. I'm Stephanie Isabella, your host, and together we're going to talk about the different ways that you can add intention into your life, real, raw stories, and how adding intention to your life can also add a little bit of magic. So stay tuned. I'm so glad that you're here and press play today. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast. Today's episode is probably a little bit more in the gray area rather than black and white, but if I'm honest, I would say most of the the content, the episodes that I make are more in the gray area. Um, But through this episode, I think you're going to gain an understanding of how whatever reason you can't do the thing or whatever excuse, if you will, is holding you back from doing the thing, I hope that through this episode, you'll feel empowered to know that yes, that might be real for you and you can still do X, Y, Z. So I'm going to give you some examples. I'm going to give you some tools. I'm going to give you some perspectives. Um, I anticipate this being a shorter episode. I did consider making it uh, kind of like an add-on to another episode. And I've had this sitting in kind of my idea bank for probably over a month or so now. But I decided, you know what, this one tool is very powerful and it's very applicable in like the majority of situations. So I figured it deserves its own dedicated episode. And so here we are. So let me start by being real, as I always do. I woke up today feeling not so great. Uh, By not so great, I mean I was having a fibromyalgia flare-up and I had a migraine this morning and I was also working. So it was a difficult morning for me, but this yes and approach really allows me the perspective of yes, I can feel how I was feeling this morning. So if you have fibromyalgia or migraines or any other kind of chronic pain condition, you can probably put your shoes yourself in my shoes just briefly to go, yes, that, that can be hard. And this and approach is yes, that's hard. And I can still do things that bring me joy. And I can still give to others. And I can still find movement, find joy, find experiences that really fill me up. And it's a pretty powerful place to be. I remember waking up for many years many years with chronic pain. And my first thought every morning was I hate everyone because there was no yes and. It was yes, this is how I feel. As a result, I hate everyone. There was no yes, this is how I feel and I can find joy and I can do X, Y, Z. All these things felt like I was uh, excluded from them almost, like two separate circles. I was in the pain circle. There was no way I could move into the joy circle. And so if you can picture kind of a Venn diagram in your mind here where the circles kind of join, we're talking today about the middle piece, that joining piece of the two circles, the and piece of bringing them together. So really, I'm going to talk you through some different examples, and I've kind of tried to get a wide range of examples. So you can take something that maybe sounds close to something that you're experiencing or close to something that you've gone through and directly apply it to your own life. Because 
really when we apply things to our own lives and take things out of theory and transition it into action and embody the lessons that's when we make the big shifts that's when we make the big changes so i hope that that's going to be your result coming out of this episode and my friend if you are enjoying this podcast series so far please leave me a rating and review as you're able. If you're digging it, it would be super great if you could tell other people about it. Um, I would love if you post on your stories, if you do a little screenshot, tag me in your screenshot. I would love to know who is listening, who's around, who I'm speaking to, and ultimately how I can better help you with the right messages for you. You can also come hang out on Instagram if you aren't already. I'm at stephanie.isabella underscore, and I am fairly active on Instagram. So if you do spend much time over there, we should definitely connect. Okay, so I'm going to get into some of these examples here. I kind of touched on this morning how really why this was such a prominent topic for me because I shifted from that I hate everyone mindset, which I haven't had for a few years now, but I did hold it very strongly for quite some time until I transitioned into this yes and perspective. And I also find that then I wake up with gratitude, then I wake up feeling grateful for the sole fact that I woke up today because I believe if we woke up today, we still have a purpose on this earth. There's still stuff that we are meant to be doing. And so I'm really grateful that I still have a purpose. I still have things that I am to accomplish, things that I can do to help others, things that I can do for myself in this world. I find that a very exciting thought. And so gone is that perspective of, yes, I'm in pain, so I hate everyone. Rather, this morning it was, yes, I'm in pain, and I'm grateful that I woke up today. Yes, I'm in pain, and I'm going to find a way to talk to the people that I'm meant to connect with, to talk to the people that I feel like I have a message to share with, to do the things that light me up, to bring more joy into my life. You can see how this really starts to take a broader approach. Okay, so another yes and perspective that I'm going to share, I feel like I have lots that I could talk about just from this one yes and example, and I'm just going to briefly mention it here. I feel like you'll probably hear me talk more about this sometime in the future, but this yes and approach of yes, I believe in God, and I can relate, relate to people who call it, being the source, the energy, universe. And I know this can be a very triggering conversation for people on either sides of this spectrum. So let me paint the spectrum for you. Again, when I talk about spectrums, I'm really just using it as an, an illustrative tool. I'm not saying here you are or there you are. But if you can picture using the terminology God on one side of the spectrum and using the terminology universe on the other side of the spectrum, so often when I get curious with people using either terminology so, so, so often, I find that we're really talking about the same thing. Differences, yes, there are definitely differences, hence the spectrum. But ultimately at its core, we're often very much talking about the same thing. And so 
where I have some struggles, and perhaps you relate to this too, typically on the end of the spectrum where people relate to calling this energy the universe, there's often wounds or past experiences with the word God that make it very difficult to hear the word God without being triggered or without holding a different sense of the word, a different meaning of the word than maybe how I would describe God or use a definition of God. And the same way that on that end of the spectrum where people identify with the word universe, on the end of the spectrum where people identify with the word God, then we see this, well, if you call it universe, you're dismissing so much more. God created the universe and that's only one of the things that he created. So you're missing the whole bigger picture by narrowing it in on God. This is a conversation in my brain that happens very, very, very often. <laughs> and where I've come to is that I want to talk to people who are in kind of that spiritually curious place, who maybe don't have all the answers. I mean, let's be real, nobody has all the answers. I for sure do not have all the answers, but I'm directly talking to people who are curious, who are looking for more in this universe, in this world, and aren't sure necessarily what that more is. Maybe we think it's going to be a new workout program, um, a new diet. This is often where I'm finding people looking for answers. And really, then if we take it to this next level, it's, yes, I believe in God, and I can respect and relate people to people who say universe, who call this energy universe. So I think that having this yes and approach, for some, this yes and approach is not going to fit. I get that. I'm not telling you which approaches to take. I'm simply trying to illustrate how this yes and tool can be implemented into your life. And maybe some of these examples will start to get your brain turning on specific examples in your life. So yes, I do believe in God. Yes, I do call this energy God, but I can still respect and relate to people who say universe. There is no exclusivity. Is that how you say it? Did I say that right? <laughs> there is no exclusion in my mind about this. We are all these, these people, if you will, everyone on this spectrum, we're looking for magic, love, light, this joy energy. And so in my mind, it is very much the same. It's not two separate boats. Okay, let me jump into maybe a little bit less sensitive of a yes and subject. Maybe not. It is boundaries. So I know boundaries can be a, a hot topic for some people. So my next one is, yes, I can set boundaries and I can give my time in abundance. So let me say that one more time. Yes, I can set boundaries and I can give my time in abundance. So I think where this really stems from is I don't know about you, but when I started to set boundaries, I felt like it meant like I had to, to stop giving almost. Like if I was to set boundaries, I had to be very rigid, very don't mess with my energy kind of a vibe. But 
when I embrace this approach of yes, I can set boundaries and give my time in abundance, it really helps me see that actually when I set the appropriate boundaries in the appropriate ways, I actually have more time to give an abundance of time to give to others. And I give in ways that are directly in line with my values. I give in ways that don't feel like I'm stretching to make it work for somebody else. I give in ways that don't make me feel crappy at the end of the day. This yes and approach really opened up giving and helped me see the power in boundaries. Okay, our next one. Yes, I cannot be doing okay and I can move my body. Okay, so again, this is one that is deeply, deeply personal for me. For a very long time, I thought that if I was not doing okay, then that meant by definition, I had to suffer. And so if I was suffering, there were no development or betterment activities. I was to suffer, I was to stay there, I was not okay, and I was meant to suffer. But this yes and approach shows you that you cannot be okay. You can have all of the excuses or logical reasons in your book to not move your body. You can do that and you can move your body. And the reason that I harp on moving your body is because our bodies were literally made to move. When we don't move them, we could, we, we do store so much energy, emotions, tension, past experiences in our bodies. And when we move, it's part of the way that we release what we're holding on to, what we're storing. So yes, you cannot be doing okay. Maybe it's been months that you've not been doing okay. You can still move your body. So yes, I cannot be doing okay and I can still move my body. They are not mutually exclusive things. Which is also, fun fact, one of the biggest excuses I hear from people for not moving their bodies is that they're not doing okay. Logically, in our brain, it seems to make sense. That's why I hope you hear the power of these phrases. And even though these are two very small words that we use very often, this is a very powerful tool when you apply it directly to your life. Okay, so the next one I have for you here is yes, I can disagree with you and I can find a common ground. So yes, I can disagree with your points, what you're saying, your views, your beliefs, and I can find a common ground. And you know, sometimes you might have to stretch to find a common ground, depending on who you're speaking to. We sometimes like to think that everyone is as emotionally evolved as we are, but that is not the case. So some people are not going to be willing to get to a mutual ground with you. That's okay. If you have it in your mind that yes, I can disagree with you and find a common ground, you're going to find a common ground and that is going to help take some of your anger, your angst, your anxiety, your pain away from this disagreement because you will see yourself in the other person. And let's be real, 
every single person around us, the things that irritate us and agitate us of others around us are because they irritate and agitate us about ourselves. Other people are mirrors, which as frustrating as it is, is one of the big reasons, well, I would say the reason why the people closest to us are often the people that we might find the most annoying or the most agitating because they are meant to so clearly illustrate what is going on in ourselves so that we can heal and grow through that. So yes, I can disagree with maybe your views and beliefs on spirituality, but I can still find a common ground. And maybe our common ground is that we are both seeking love or we're both seeking something more or we're both trying to do the best that we can. Maybe you're in an example where the other person is not trying to do the best that they can. Okay, our common ground is that we both have families or we both have jobs and we're trying to pay our bills. Find a common ground. When you word it this way, your brain is going to start doing the work on a subconscious level. And sometimes you might start saying the beginning of your sentence. You might say, yes, I can disagree and... And you might have to sit there for a bit and you might have to wait for your your conscious brain to really pick up on, okay, how can I actually finish this sentence in a way that's going to serve me and help me feel empowered? Okay, another one for you. This one I love. This has changed my mindset around nutrition drastically. Yes, I can eat the salad and the fries. I don't know why we feel sometimes like we're either doing like a cheat meal or we're not eating well or we're treating ourselves. It's like we either do the fries or we do the salad. There is no middle ground. (laughs) But my friend, there really is a middle ground. Yes, you can have the salad and you can have the fries. You can have both. Maybe you don't want to order both on the same day because maybe you're like, I don't want to pay for a whole extra salad and I'm only going to eat part of it and I don't want my fries to go cold because they're definitely not as good reheated. Let's be real. Unless you throw them in your air fryer, by the by. Anyways, (laughs) fun little french fry tip. Um, But maybe you go, yes, I can have the fries time. And then the next time that you go out to eat, then you choose differently. Yes, you can have both. And it's important to tell your mind that you can have both. Okay, so this next one. Yes, I am drained and I can give to others. So yes, I'm drained of energy. I have, I feel like I have nothing left to give and yet I can still give to others. Now this exact phrase is one that helps me out a lot in the sense that I do feel drained often. I mentioned I felt drained this morning, fibromyalgia and a migraine, and I've started a new job, so I'm doing orientation and trying to learn all these things about this new job. It can be a lot, and I was feeling drained. And I was also thinking, how can I give 
to my community. I spend a lot of time intentionally creating the communities that I host, my Instagram community, the Living on Purpose Facebook community. I'll post the links for both of these below. And how can I still serve? I also host my studio with a bunch of us all working mostly fitness, nutrition, mindset. We are doing meditation. I host a few communities and I really want to give to these communities. I cultivated them for a reason. And on days when I'm drained, if I let that be a reason not to give to others, then I don't have a consistent community. And when I don't have a consistent community, it's really hard for you then to trust that I'm going to show up for you when you need support. Fair, right? Totally fair. Why would you want to show up if I'm not showing up? So yes, I can feel drained and I can give to others. And when I say that phrase, it allows my brain to think, okay, how can I give to others? How can I do this today? How can I make this work? And so quite frankly, one of the ways that I'm making it work today to still serve this community on my podcast is to record a shorter episode that frankly doesn't involve as much deep thinking and doesn't involve me going into deep stories because both of those really deep thinking and really deep stories I don't feel that I have the brain capacity to do that. I feel like I have quite a bit of brain fog today. And so this podcast episode that I've had kind of in my think tank for the last while here that theoretically I thought would be short and now here we are over 20 minutes in, um, I felt like would be a better place to go to today. So how can I still serve with something that is truly valuable I truly, truly value this tool of yes and. It has made a huge difference in my life. But I don't have to get into personal stories when I'm just not mentally here enough to deal with that. I am also didn't do an Instagram Live or anything like that today. I am working on doing things in ways that bring me joy, in ways that are realistic and manageable for me, which is why I'm sitting in the dark recording this episode. I don't have lights on or anything. And, you know, I'm, I'm making things work. And because of this phrase, it allows my subconscious brain to start thinking, how can I make this true? Because what you tell your brain, your brain will then make true. So that's why the power of words is so important and how this phrase really works. It gets your subconscious brain thinking while you are consciously creating the truth that you want to hold deep down. Okay, so I have one more yes and example for you here. And this one, okay, let's talk for a hot second about body positivity and the body positivity movement. I don't feel like the body positivity movement has one clear voice. I don't think any movement ever has one clear voice. I feel like there are always many perspectives, perspectives, otherwise it wouldn't be a movement, right? So it's only fair that there are many different perspectives. And when it comes to body positivity, one of the things that I see, it can be hard to consume the information that people are sharing about body positivity because it almost seems on one end again of the spectrum that body positivity means just love yourself as you are. 
and it's not okay to want a change to your body and how you are is exactly perfect and changing your body is the issue and you don't need to change your body and you don't need to move your body. You don't need to eat nutritiously. You just need to embrace where you are. And there were some things that I said there that I very much believe to be true, by the way. But then you have this other end of the spectrum that maybe is more diet culture. You're never going to be good enough as you are. You need to focus on changing yourself. You need to focus on eating less and working out more. And somewhere in the middle, I think the majority of us sit where it's like, ah, am I supposed to not want to change my body because wanting to change my body is diet culture and I want to be body positive. So I shouldn't want to do that. But then I also shouldn't move my body or exercise because then my body might change. Or do I have to be on this other end where I have to want to change my body and my biggest purpose in life is to get smaller. And even if I'm not actively admitting it all the time everything I do when I put on my clothes in the morning I'm thinking oh I wish I could be smaller how can I be smaller I see the ads for all these different programs on social media and all I want to do is participate but I also don't because I know logically that that's not going to get me where I want to go do you see what I mean there's a lot of like mental overload that goes on with these perspectives so this yes and phrase is yes, I want to change my body and I don't want to, um, eh, oh, sorry, and I dislike diet culture. So you can dislike the entire diet culture, which I have had a heck of a struggle with diet culture through my life. So this is a personal one. Obviously, these are all personal. Otherwise, how would I have made the examples up? Um, but I found diet culture to be heavy and to tell me a lot of things that were wrong with me. But then on the other hand, I still do believe that where my body was at before I lost weight, my body did not want to carry that weight. It was, I've lost, I'm about about 50 pounds now. I think I had lost 60 and then I've gained 10 and I feel quite comfortable where I'm at right now. Much more comfortable than I was 10 pounds lighter, by the way. I think that's something we don't often think about. Um, but so yes, I can want to change my body because it's going to make my back hurt less. It's going to make my joints hurt less. Um, and then there's like, I want to change my skin. I want to see that I'm glowing from eating all these nutrients, which right now I've been eating a lot of sugar, so I'm not. So there's many ways we can change our body and you can be okay with wanting to change your body and still not agree with everything that diet culture has to say. So you can word that in many different ways, but that I think just hopefully helps to illustrate for you. You don't have to sit on one side of the spectrum and see it as, well, now you're in this box and whatever is not in this box isn't for you and isn't right for you. So my big question for you to tie everything together, to wrap everything up here, is how have you made yourself wrong? In what ways have you made yourself wrong? Have you told yourself that you can't because of X, Y, Z? In what ways have you decided that whatever reason in front of you is reason enough that you can't have, do, or be 
whatever it is that you want to have, do, or be. How can you rephrase that to be a yes and approach and to allow your subconscious mind to get on board and to start making the magic happen for you? Release the guilt, my friend, and make yourself right. Because at the end of the day, your brain is going to believe what you tell it. So if you're telling it, I'm going to use this example, but I'm going to just say a quick disclaimer. I do not have kids, but I do work with many people who do have kids. And so I want to share, because I know many people do have kids. So I want to share these perspectives that I have heard. I have heard people say, yes, I have kids. And so I can't work out. So this is, it sounds like it might be the same phrase. Yes. And yes, I have kids. And so I can't work out. Those words are both there. You can see the meaning is very different. I've heard this phrase. Okay. I've also heard the phrase, yes, I have kids. And so I have to work out. So as you're going through these phrases in your mind, as you're rewriting whatever excuse, limitation, or reason you have that comes up, be critical with yourself in the sense that you are encouraging your mind to go with an and that's going to open up possibilities for you rather than box you in. So I could have said this morning, yes, I woke up in pain, and I hate everyone. I could have said that. It's the same phrase. It's the same tool, right? Yes, and. Right? Yes, I can set boundaries and I won't have any time to give to others rather than yes, I can set boundaries and give my time in abundance. So you do need to be a little bit critical with this. But when you understand that the purpose is to take your restriction, your limitation. It's almost like an, like an egg. Like I really see it as an egg and you're just like tapping away at it. And you're like, no, I'm breaking you free from this shell that I have you in. And I'm allowing you to expand. I'm allowing the, gosh, why did I just want to call it egg guts? <laughs> the yolk and the egg whites, not the egg guts. <laughs> to come out of the shell and see where they go and see what unfolds and see what happens. That's much more of an empowering perspective rather than a yes and phrase that leaves you in your box. Unless you want to be in your box, no one's making you change. But my guess is, is that if you're listening to this podcast, if you are interested in personal development, if you feel stuck in any aspect of your life, if you're sick of the stories you're telling yourself, if you want something different, if you're dreaming of more, if you're anticipating a life full of joy and you just don't feel like you're quite there yet, then this tool is for you. And this tool is meant to help you feel empowered. Okay, my friend, that is it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please come say hello on Instagram at stephanie.isabella underscore or come hang out in the Living on Purpose Facebook community. It's a fun place to be. I really aim to ask questions in that community to get you thinking or to share something kind of funny. So that is it. That's all. See you next time and may God bless you. Mm -hmm.